outside of their typical gut issues. So people are coming to me with bloating, diarrhea, constipation, um, you know, chronic fatigue, heartburn, indigestion, food sensitivities. But they're also experiencing migraines, headaches, weather headaches. Um, they're dealing with aches and pains. They're dealing with brain fog and mental health issues like depression, anxiety, ADHD, sleep issues, um, weight gain. All of these things are connected not just to the gut, but to your brain. And we know that the gut and the brain are connected in many ways. So there's this gut-brain connection um, through your nervous system. So that is your spine and your brain. But also we know now that part of your nervous system is actually in your gut and that's called your enteric nervous system. So there's always a two-way highway of information uh, going from the gut to the brain and vice versa. And there's a lot of signaling going on through the immune system as well and things like um, neurotransmitters. So things like serotonin levels. So there's a lot going on in terms of how your gut and brain are, are communicating with each other, but just knowing that they're always communicating with each other and what affects the gut will affect the brain and what affects the brain, something like a concussion or a mental health issue will affect the gut. And we know that of course, everything in the body is connected. So it's not just the gut and the brain we're talking about. The reason people get things like aches and pains and fatigue is because these issues, especially with leaky gut, they become systemic, right? So what leaks into your bloodstream is not just affecting your gut when you have leaky gut that is leaking in your bloodstream and your blood goes everywhere, right? And that affects your whole body. So there's something that we have to understand There's a concept here um, with our brain, our brain is protected by something called the blood brain barrier or BBB for short. And it's there to protect our brain from things like infections and, and trauma and whatnot. And there are certain things that are allowed to go through there, like neurotransmitters, GABA, serotonin, dopamine, and nutrients that are needed to build these, uh, brain chemicals. Right. But when it, much like the gut, the very similar, the, the membrane that um, kind of filters things through in the gut and same in the brain, that blood brain barrier, when there is damage to it, it becomes leaky. And now we're going to get stuff into our brain that should not be there, causing a lot of inflammation and even cell death and contributing to chronic issues like uh, even dementia. So I don't want to scare you guys, but knowing that and having this understanding and being empowered to say, okay, I know I've got leaky gut. I probably also have leaky brain based on my symptoms of brain fog, mental health stuff, fatigue, you know, chronic inflammation. If I work on my gut, I'm going to optimize my brain and vice versa. Today, we're going to be diving into leaky brain. I'm not sure if you've heard of that before. So let's take a step back and talk about something you probably have heard of, leaky gut. So this is a big topic in the gut health world and functional medicine world. And if you're not familiar with leaky gut, I'll go briefly over what it is, what causes it, signs and symptoms, risk factors, and whatnot. And then we'll also dive into leaky brain, same idea. What is it? What causes it? What can we do about it to heal it? And if you pay attention, you will notice they are very similar in terms of what causes it and what heals it. And so I work with a lot of people that have not just 
leaky gut, but also leaky brain. You're listening to the Fix Your Gut Podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. So I guess I should kind of go back a bit and describe exactly what happens when we have leaky gut. You may kind of have this mental picture of holes in your gut and things leaking in your bloodstream, and that's exactly what's happening. Mind you, they're not massive holes. That would be a big problem. But rather, the cells that line your gut, your epithelial cells, they should be nice and tight. And when we get chronic inflammation, whether that's from trauma, whether that's from poor diet, whether that's from medications, those cells become loose. And now we've got gaps between them. And some of the more common symptoms I see in these people, contrary to what Western medicine tells us, your body is actually an ecosystem. Nothing gets ill or heals in isolation. Everything is connected. I really wish I had known this secret before I spent decades and thousands of dollars trying so desperately to heal my gut and just going in circles. It was completely frustrating and I just felt so alone. And it wasn't until I turned to natural medicine that I finally started to get some relief. But after years of trying to DIY my healing, I decided to invest in my health by working with an experienced functional practitioner and it completely changed my life. I found out I had a number of digestive deficiencies, including low stomach acid and enzymes, as well as gut microbiome or bacterial imbalances. As we worked on these, I did get better, but then I actually hit a plateau because after years of struggling with symptoms and avoiding all my trigger foods, taking tons of supplements, I was still struggling with my mental health. I was in a lot of pain and getting migraines. I had insomnia and I could never get a good night's sleep. I became determined to get to the bottom of my chronic health issues. I just couldn't live like this anymore. So I decided that I needed to go on a different type of healing journey, but this time it was more about my mental health and the mind-body connection. I realized that I had some deep-seated beliefs and behaviors and mindsets that were really holding me back and keeping me stuck in this survival mode. I rarely felt relaxed or at ease. And this is how the Fix Your Gut formula goes beyond diet and supplements to help you find your balance. Because to truly heal your gut, you have to find balance within your mind and body. And that also means listening to your body. It means shifting out of that survival mode and into a healing state. With this approach, you not only heal your gut, you sleep better, you have less pain, less anxiety, you're happier, you can finally stop turning to food and emotional eating and actually work on your relationships too. Once I did this, I was able to wear what I wanted without stressing about looking six months pregnant every time I ate, even my safe foods. I could be more productive and focused at work. 
I had enough energy to go to work and then actually go out with my friends after. And I was finally able to travel without stressing about the restaurant menus or where the nearest bathroom was. Because with my Fix Your Gut Formula signature program, it's different than any other program you've tried. Because not only are you cutting through the Google overwhelm by unlocking the exact four-step gut healing protocol that I use with clients, you're also learning to find your balance and heal your nervous system. And this is the most overlooked and critical missing link for anyone who has tried everything for their gut and they're just feeling stuck. You'll actually discover how to heal your IBS, bloating, reverse food sensitivities, boost your mood and energy in as little as three months. And you're going to find out how diets and intense exercise, what you thought were actually really healthy or helping you get to a weight loss goal or heal your gut is actually keeping you stuck. So if you're ready to move beyond diets and piles of supplements that never seem to work, to give up the frustration and overwhelm of trying to Google your gut symptoms and try this diet and try that supplement, and you're willing to stop relying on your doctor to fix you and take your health into your own hands and you are in the right place. I would love for you to join me inside the Fix Your Gut formula. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be offering a limited time special offer for January. Because I'm launching my Fix Your Gut app this year, and I need people to be my beta testers and give me feedback, anyone who purchases a Fix Your Gut formula before January 31st gets free lifetime access to the app. So what is the app? The Fix Your Gut app is your daily go-to app for step-by-step guided gut healing uh, support and empowerment. So it's a place where you can feel heard and understood and finally get those answers that your doctor can't give you. It's different than other nutrition apps because unlike those ones, we're not logging everything you eat or counting calories or macros or obsessing over eating clean 24 seven. And it's going to help you stay motivated on your gut healing journey with daily reminders to check in with your body, your stress, your mood, and log your symptoms. You're never going to have to stress about what's for dinner when you're struggling with, you know, bloating and gut symptoms, because you're going to have access to hundreds of gut-friendly mouth-watering recipes. You'll unlock, unlock the power of the gut-brain connection and learn simple mind-body practices to fast-track your healing including special videos from my friend Linda, who is a gut-centered hypnotherapist. You'll finally learn how to ditch emotional eating and improve your relationships by optimizing your mental health with gratitude and mindfulness practices, and as well as mood-boosting supplements and other mood-boosting strategies. You'll feel understood and supported because you'll be inside a community of hundreds of other uh, Fix Your Gut members who are on the same gut healing journey. And most importantly, you'll get the answers and support when you need it most. You can log in and learn and get support no matter where you are, anytime, when you're on the go. And you'll even have access to one-on-one coaching support with myself. So if you want to get lifetime access to my new app once it launches in later this year in 2024, um, check out my limited time offer by heading to the link in the show notes. So you'll get uh, free access to the app when you sign up for the Fix Your Gut formula and payment plans are um, an option as well. So I hope that you will make 2024 your healthiest, happiest year yet. Finally ditch that restrictive diet and fast track your gut healing so you can stop fearing food and get your life back. 
outside of their typical gut issues. So people are coming to me with bloating, diarrhea, constipation, um, you know, chronic fatigue, heartburn, indigestion, food sensitivities. But they're also experiencing migraines, headaches, weather headaches. Um, they're dealing with aches and pains. They're dealing with brain fog and mental health issues like depression, anxiety, ADHD, sleep issues, um, weight gain. All of these things are connected not just to the gut, but to your brain. And we know that the gut and the brain are connected in many ways. So there's this gut brain connection, um, through your nervous system. So that is your spine and your brain. But also we know now that part of your nervous system is actually in your gut and that's called your enteric nervous system. So there's always a two way highway of information, uh, going from the gut to the brain and vice versa. And there's a lot of signaling going on through the immune system as well and things like um, neurotransmitters, so things like serotonin levels. So there's a lot going on in terms of how your gut and brain are, are communicating with each other, but just knowing that they're always communicating with each other and what affects the gut will affect the brain. And what affects the brain, something like a concussion or a mental health issue, will affect the gut. And we know that, of course, everything in the body is connected. So it's not just the gut and the brain we're talking about. The reason people get things like aches and pains and fatigue is because these issues, especially with leaky gut, they become systemic, right? So what leaks into your bloodstream is not just affecting your gut when you have leaky gut that is leaking in your bloodstream and your blood goes everywhere, right? And that affects your whole body. So there's something that we have to understand. There's a concept here. Um, with our brain, our brain is protected by something called the blood-brain barrier, or BBB for short. And it's there to protect our brain from things like infections and, and trauma and whatnot. And there are certain things that are allowed to go through there, like neurotransmitters, GABA, serotonin, dopamine, and nutrients that are needed to build these uh, brain chemicals, right? But when it much like the gut, the very similar, the, the membrane that um, kind of filters things through in the gut and same in the brain, that blood brain barrier, when there is damage to it, it becomes leaky. And now we're going to get stuff into our brain that should not be there, causing a lot of inflammation and even cell death and contributing to chronic issues like uh, even dementia. So I don't want to scare you guys, but knowing that and having this understanding and being empowered to say, okay, I know I've got leaky gut. I probably also have leaky brain based on my symptoms of brain fog, mental health stuff, fatigue, you know, chronic inflammation. If I work on my gut, I'm going to optimize my brain and vice versa. So let's dive into a bit more detail here. So what causes leaky gut? Leaky gut um, is caused by many, many things. So we're talking about medications being a big one. I see a lot of people that have developed medication or developed leaky gut and chronic gut issues in general. So constipation, diarrhea, um, from taking things like uh, antibiotics a lot throughout their life, chronic ear infections, maybe their appendix ruptured, maybe they've always had sinus infections. Um, maybe they've had, you know, a lot of viral issues and then they got developed infections from that. Also antacids. These antacids are not just a totally safe inert thing. 
Doctors gave them out like candy for heartburn, an anti-digestive issue, it seems. And they're to be used, really, they were designed to be used to heal ulcers. But people are staying on them for heartburn for months and years and decades. And this is creating more and more problems. So without going into the full details of that, I'll give you a super quick overview. Anything that disrupts your gut bacteria balance, so that would be an antibiotic, an antacid, even antidepressants. So how would that work? So for example, with an antibiotic, wiping out everything good and bad, there's very little good bacteria left, and we need those bacteria to send good signals to the brain for the brain to function. We need them to keep our gut nice and healthy so we're not getting leaky gut. We need them for absorption. We need them for modulating inflammation. We need them for building brain chemicals to keep us happy and healthy. And we need them to optimize our sleep. So when those things are wiped out and we've got a barren desert landscape in our gut, that is the perfect opportunity for these opportunistic microbes, bacteria, yeasts, and other microbes to kind of take over and cause a lot of, of chronic inflammation in the gut. Then we're developing things like constipation. And that constipation itself perpetuates this toxic cycle in the body where we're absorbing and keeping these toxins in the body from bacteria, from food, whatever it may be, we're not efficiently detoxifying. So they're getting this toxic load and the more toxins we have and the more imbalance in our gut microbiome, not only are we developing gut inflammation, leaky gut, now we're getting leaky brain. So you'll see how the same things, the same medications, diet changes, things like trauma, whether that's mental, emotional, or physical, like a concussion is going to cause gut problems and also leaky brain. So how might diet contribute to leaky gut, leaky brain? Diet, if we're following a typical Western diet, we're eating a lot of processed foods. We're eating a lot of pesticides and herbicides, and we're eating a lot of chemicals and uh, food dyes and preservatives, all kinds of junk that needs to be detoxified. And typically people that have gut issues, like I said, they're not efficiently detoxifying, especially if you're constipated. And that's going to take a toll, right? It's going to deplete your vitamin levels. Your body's going to have a really hard time getting these things out of your system. And if your liver is bogged up by taking medications or just simply dealing with processing all these food chemicals, you're not going to be able to flush them out. And so that's creating a lot of inflammation in the gut. Not only that, when you're eating a lot of processed crappy foods, you're not getting the fiber that you need to feed your healthy gut bacteria. And again, so then you're growing more inflammatory gut bacteria. You have less healthy bacteria to keep that inflammation in check. And then you're developing leaky gut. And something there uh, that should be there to, to keep it nice and tight is called tight junctions. So those tight junctions become less tight and the cells become leaky. So there's microscopic, very small openings that happen, but that allows larger things like food particles and bacteria to leak into the bloodstream and mount an inflammatory immune response. So that's where this inflammation is coming from when we develop these leaky cells in the gut. So we talked about medications. We talked about poor diet contributing to leaky gut. I won't describe exactly how this happens, but trauma and concussions also contribute to leaky gut. So the symptoms of leaky gut, we talked about food sensitivities, chronic pain, brain fog, headaches, mental health problems. Those are the exact same symptoms of leaky brain. Why? Because it's all connected. 
leaky gut becomes leaky brain. Or we call this kind of the brain on fire. And it's not just about, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I have brain fog. There are some very serious long-term consequences to having leaky brain. It's not just things like eczema or acne or headaches, but even obesity and depression, even um, developing more serious stuff like uh, schizophrenia. And as time goes on, time goes on, you're at higher risk for things like um, dementia even. It's contributing to amyloid plaques in the brain, this inflammation, and putting you at higher risk of dementia. And a lot of this is due to an overload of glutamate. So glutamate is actually an excitatory neurotransmitter that we have in our body naturally, and we need it in some amounts. But when it becomes too high, whether that's from trauma, stress, certain foods, actually happens due to the, um, the mitochondria triggering immune cells in the brain, putting out more glutamate. And when there's too much glutamate, it's going to cause an overexcitation. So you may feel overstimulated. You might start getting pain and feeling gross, but this can actually lead to the cell saying, oh, I can't handle this and doing something called apoptosis where it just, it's programmed cell death. It's going to kill itself off. So now you actually have brain cells dying and being killed off because there's too much glutamate being released and the brain can't handle it. Not a good scene, right? Especially for aging. We know that mitochondria does not function as well as we age and we, we need to reserve what we have, right? We don't want to be killing off mitochondria because these are the powerhouses of the cell and of your body that are making energy for you. So if you can't have happy, healthy, functioning mitochondria, not just in um, your whole body, but your brain as well, you're really going to start having issues with fatigue and chronic illness and aches and pains. That's going to be really hard to mitigate. I'll just take some extra vitamins or I'll eat more clean, right? I'll clean up my diet. That's great. And that's definitely crucial. And we're going to dive into more um, details on that and how that helps. But really looking at the health of these cells, your cells themselves, and supporting the function of this mitochondria, this powerhouse of the, of the cell and of your body in order to optimize cellular health. So when we optimize cells on this microscopic tiny level, then we can have healthier organs and healthier body, right? We have to think about things on, on all levels when it comes to the body and how all systems are connected. And I know it might be overwhelming and kind of confusing for you to think about if you're not someone who is a science nerd like me, but that's why I'm here to kind of walk you through it. I want you to understand more about not just how to optimize gut health and, you know, what supplements or diet changes to do, but the fact that we really have to optimize that cellular function. Okay. And we are going to dive into specific um, supplements and treatments and things like that that can help with that. But you're going to see as we go through today that you know, it's not as simple as just taking a supplement. It's not as simple as just cleaning up your diet. We really have to take this whole lifestyle and mind-body approach all up together at once to really reap the benefits, um, to heal up that gut and to optimize your brain. Hey, the holidays are fast approaching. I am super excited and I hope you are too. But I bet you're kind of worried that you're going to have a massive gut flare from eating a piece of pie or some cookies or something that you quote unquote shouldn't be eating with your gut symptoms. I get it. I've been there and it's so stressful because you just want to enjoy yourself and not have to stress about 
what you're gonna eat or what the host is serving. So I put together this amazing uh, Happy Gut for the Holidays guide that has my top tips for surviving holiday dinners without feeling bloated and uncomfortable and self-conscious and actually enjoying yourself. And it includes my top tips um, on like how to eat, what to do to navigate, you know, if you're low FODMAP or gluten-free. It includes amazing recipe guide of uh, gut-friendly gluten-free cookies. Some are nut-free, some are dairy-free, as well as simple meals for busy days. And it includes a supplement guide of specific supplements that I think everyone should have stashed in their purse um, to keep you feeling good. Things like digestive enzymes, my top pick for that, um, what to do or certain supplements to have on hand if you do get a gut flare to stop it in its tracks. So I put all of this together. It's a free guide. I'm so excited to share it with you. Head to the link in the show notes to grab it. And I can't wait for you to dive in. Um, how we develop leaky brain and how we can heal that. So this blood brain barrier, much like the gut has tight junctions. So these cells need to be kept nice and tight together. So they're not leaky and things that are not supposed to be in there. Don't get in, right? We don't want bacteria getting in. We don't want food particles getting in or any kind of bigger molecules that should not be in there and can trigger inflammation. So, Again, similar causes for leaky gut with leaky brain. Talking about things like gut dysbiosis. So dysbiosis, if you're not familiar with that, is a general term for bacterial imbalance or overgrowth in the gut. So that means too much bad bacteria or not enough good bacteria in general terms. And when I say bacteria, I'm referring to bacteria, yeast, viruses, parasites, all of the critters that live in our gut. And sidebar here, Remind, reminder that your whole body is, an, is a microbiome, right? So we're talking specifically about the gut microbiome right now, but every part of your body, your skin, your liver, your um, eyes, your hair, everything has its own microbiome and different unique bacteria that live in those areas based on the conditions, right? So talking more specifically about the gut. So how might someone develop this gut dysbiosis? And medications, antacids, antibiotics, antidepressants, any medication is going to throw off the balance of the gut bacteria. Diet, so poor diet. So we're talking about very limited diets, not just you know eating a lot of crap and processed foods, but very restrictive diets. So this is why I'm a huge proponent of not being on limited diets long-term. I really encourage my clients to eat more variety of food, not staying on a really strict candida or low FODMAP or one of these super restrictive diets long-term. Yes, they have their place and they are used therapeutically, but when you stay on these diets longer than six months, you get, you start creating more problems, right? The ultimate goal for healing, not just your gut, but your whole body is to have as much diet diversity as possible. If you are eating very restricted foods, so say you only at this point, you know, with your gut issues, you only have five or 10 safe foods that you don't react to, you're really limiting your ability to heal because number one, you're limiting the fibers and nutrients that are coming in that help promote the growth of healthy bacteria. Number two, you're becoming deficient in vitamins that are crucial for that cellular health, for the um, integrity of your gut lining and your gut brain barrier. 
and feeding that mitochondria, right? So you're going to be low in B vitamins, iron, vitamin C, all of these nutrients that are critical for the function of your body. If you have a high toxic load, so you're exposed to toxins in your workplace, someone you know is smoking around you, use a lot of beauty products, ladies. So a lot of hair products, makeup that are full of toxic chemicals. And especially if you're chronically constipated or you've been told you're, you have fatty liver or your liver enzymes are high, any one of your detox organs are backed up, these everyday toxins get higher and higher and higher until it becomes such a toxic load on your body that you're going to develop chronic illness of some kind. So when I'm talking about detox organs, I'm talking about liver, gut, your lymphatic system, your kidneys, and your skin, and then sweat and tears, but that's a little more minor. Any one of those is backed up. So you're getting, you know, swollen lymph glands that aren't flushing out because, or, and, or you're just not active and flushing the lymph system. You're constipated. Um, like I said, your liver is bogged up and your doctors told you your liver is not functioning properly and all of that, right? If any one of these things is backed up, you're going to get issues in some degree. So a lot of women find, oh, you know, I'm constipated. Now I've got acne. Now I've got eczema. Now I've got swollen glands. Now all of these things start happening because your body is trying so hard to detoxify and it can't. And a lot of people will say, oh, your body's naturally built to detoxify. Yes, it is. By all of the systems I just mentioned, it is built to detoxify. But when things get so thrown off in our modern world by all the toxins we take in in a given day, so say the average person, even if they're using all these toxic products and they're eating food full of pesticides, if you are pooping regularly, you're exercising, your mental health is good, you know, you're getting chiropractic adjustments, everything's working the way it should, you probably can detoxify most of those chemicals out and be okay. But a lot of people that I work with, they're constipated. They're not moving their body regularly and sweating. Their lymph glands are swollen up, right? They're not able to get these things out of the system and they're putting a toxic load on those mitochondria that can't do their thing. You're putting a toxic load on your liver. And this is all ending up creating a toxic load that is contributing to leaky gut and leaky brain. Stress and vagus nerve dysfunction. Literally everyone I know, including myself, especially after the last few years, is burnt out to some degree. So burnout, adrenal fatigue, whatever you want to call it, when you are depleted in that way, or you are chronically stuck in this fight or flight state, we call this sympathetic dominance of sympathetic nervous system is kicked on and you're in that fight or flight survival mode, your body cannot heal. It cannot detoxify. It cannot digest. It cannot heal those cells up and repair that leaky gut, leaky brain, no matter what supplements you're taking, what diet you're doing, even exercising. If you are stuck in that chronic fight or flight stress state, that is a survival mode when your body's saying nothing else matters. I just have to run from danger and survive. So all of the systems that are required to digest your food and do those cellular processes, create that energy, detoxify your body. None of that's going to happen. Your body doesn't care. It just wants to survive. So the only way that we can kickstart healing is to shift that nervous system from that fight or flight survival mode into a rest and digest parasympathetic relaxed state where your body can heal. I call this the healing state or healing mode. Okay. So that means First of all, obviously we all have stress. 
We all have busy lives, but you need to take a critical look at your responsibilities and your daily schedule and routine and say, what is necessary and what can I put off or what can I say no to? I have to cut down on things that I have to do in my daily routine and be able to say no and set boundaries so that I have the energy, the time to devote to doing the things that allow myself to heal, whether that's movement, cooking healthy meals, connecting with loved ones, and um, doing the practices like meditation, deep breathing, yoga, and going to treatments like acupuncture, chiropractic, massage therapy, all the things that are going to not just shift your body into that healing state, but actually get things aligned and moving properly, flush out toxins, and allow your body to function optimally. If you are not getting good quality sleep and you're not waking up feeling rested and you need oodles of caffeine or supplements to get through the day, you are you have adrenal fatigue, you are burnt out, and your body is not going to heal. You need to rest and replete your body. Okay, so whether that means spending more time on the couch, reading your favorite book, whether that means meditating, being in nature, all of these things are nourishing to your body and you need to allow yourself to rest and find a way to optimize that sleep in order to heal. Um, so high blood sugar or dysregulated or imbalanced blood sugar. It's becoming an epidemic because even if you're eating healthy and you're exercising and doing all the things that should balance your blood sugar, if you are chronically stressed, your blood sugar is going to get super high. I've seen so many clients at the clinics I've worked at, blood, um, blood sugar levels coming in. I know for a fact they are eating healthy. They are someone who exercises regularly, but they're pre-diabetic, right? Because I know they have this high power, high stress lifestyle and corporate job or whatever they're doing. Sidebar, I'm not saying to quit your job, but I just know they have high stress levels and they're not actively doing quite enough to manage that and bring their nervous system into a, a healing state, right? So we also know that your gut bacteria impacts your blood sugar. So yes, you could be eating, you know, eating well to balance your blood sugar. So eating your protein and your fiber and eating regularly and, you know, reducing sugar and processed foods. But if your gut, gut bacteria is out of whack, that directly impacts your blood sugar. So we really have to find a way to balance out that gut bacteria. And I will talk about that shortly using the four-step, four-hour protocol. And in doing so, we can have a tighter regulation on blood sugar without having to be overly restrictive with diet. And exercise is crucial for blood sugar management because every time you, I'm talking more specifically about muscle building resistance training, every time you use a muscle, your body takes sugar from your bloodstream to do that work and use it for energy. So that's bringing down your overall blood sugar into a healthier range. Okay. So the problem is as we age, we lose muscle mass very rapidly. Ladies and menopause specifically, I'm talking to you. Testosterone drops and we rapidly lose muscle mass. And that's one of the reasons we tend to gain weight, but it's also one of the reasons why our blood sugar becomes wonky. So really working on building some muscle mass um, will help with that. Testing out your blood sugar, really critical uh, for leaky brain because why? High blood sugar is inflammatory. There's a direct correlation or there's proof in the research around people with diabetes having 
Um, so diabetes is chronically high blood sugar. You're having more depression, more mental health issues, higher, much higher risk of things like dementia and stroke, right? So it's causing inflammation in the brain and actually ages you faster too. So we won't get into too much of that, but high blood sugar creates something called ages, advanced glycation end products. Um, due to the sugars, they stick to your cells and have these, it looks like a red blood cell with like all these shards of glass on it. And that's passing through your blood vessels, your veins and whatnot, and, and shredding it up, right? Creating a ton of inflammation. So really, really damaging. We want to get that blood sugar under control um, and have, you know, slow the aging process in, in, the, in the process, which is always a benefit. And then the other thing that's contributing to leaky brain is uh, elevated homocysteine from vitamin B deficiency or B vitamins, B12 specifically. B vitamin deficiency is very, very common, um, especially in vegans, but specifically in people that are um, a vegan, celiac for sure, but anyone who has absorption issues. I'm going to do a whole other podcast episode on absorption and why, unfortunately, even if you're eating lots of beautiful, healthy food, if you have gut issues, you're probably not absorbing it very well due to things like low stomach acid, low enzymes, low bile, damage to your small intestine. And so sure, you could be eating lots of foods rich in B vitamins or even taking a B vitamin supplement, but if you're not absorbing it, you're going to get elevated homocysteine, which is inflammatory and can contribute to leaky brain. Circle back and talk a little bit more about bacterial infections or dysbiosis and how that can impact the leaky gut and leaky brain. So having an overgrowth of inflammatory microbes and not enough healthy bacteria. Remember that healthy bacteria, these are things like the lactobacillus and the bifido that you find in probiotics, keep inflammation low and modulate the immune system. So when that's not there, say you've taken an antibiotic or you've been on a restricted diet, so you're not feeding those good guys. You've got too much bad guys, whether or not it's considered an actual infection you know, whether you had food poisoning or something, or whether it's just that balance is off and you've got too much uh, inflammatory microbes in there, they're going to be causing enough inflammation to trigger leaky gut and then leaky gut, leaky brain. Okay. So we've got things like not just food particles leaking in the bloodstream, and now we've got food sensitivities. We've got bacteria leaking in and the bacterial toxins so one of those is called LPS, lipopolysaccharides. Those are very damaging and can cause a lot of systemic issues, skin issues, obesity, all kinds of problems. So we don't want these bacterial toxins leaking into the bloodstream and getting into the brain. Really interesting, something I've experienced in my own journey and something clients have also experienced, and I support them through this. When we start killing off bacteria with this four-step protocol that I use. So the first step is usually killing. So we're killing off the overgrowth or the inflammatory bugs and microbes with specific herbs. They release these toxins, including LPS, very inflammatory. So you're going to, sometimes people start to feel kind of hungover, I call it. It's called die-off. So you might get aches and pains. You might have brain fog. You might get a headache. You might be more tired than usual. That's all manageable, but sometimes this LPS is so such a high load. And if someone's having a really hard time detoxing that, it actually impacts your mental health. 
And that's because it's crossing through your blood brain barrier and causing inflammation in the brain. So that brain on fire, right? It's toxins coming through your gut into your bloodstream, crossing your blood brain barrier and getting into the brain literally can boom, hit someone with depression or anxiety really quick and really hard. So that's where I support my clients in optimizing their uh, digestion, but optimizing their um, detox ability. So, but if it's not detoxifying efficiently because you're chronically constipated or you've got an extra high toxic load because you're eating crappy foods and taking medications and all of that, we really need to support the body in that process. So we're going to do things like supporting the liver with lots of uh, foods rich in vitamin C's, lots of bitter foods. So vitamin C foods, um, citrus, cauliflower, red pepper, um, foods that are bitters. These stimulate um, the digestive process and your liver gallbladder. So things that are like dandelion greens and radicchio and... Um, thinking of some other ones here, all the things that are bitter, basically, it's like eluding me at the moment. Also brassica veggies, well-cooked brassicas. So broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts. Did I say that one yet? All of those have uh, sulforaphane and certain compounds that support your body in detoxifying. However, if you are simply focusing on things that support phase one detoxification in the liver, there are two, three phases really of liver detox. You're going to get a bottleneck and you'll get through phase one. And then the toxins can't get through phase two and, and efficiently be eliminated through the body. So we have to make sure we're supporting both phases of detoxification. And this is where, again, working with a practitioner to make sure you're using diet and supplements that support both phases, as well as uh, choline, which is in it's like sunflower, lecithin, soy lecithin, and eggs to get that third phase and bile is that third phase as well. We'll talk on that shortly because bile also helps your body detox and focus, um, help you absorb and digest properly. But a lot of people have trouble with bile release because their gallbladder is not functioning optimally. That's linked to things like SIBO. When we think about liver detoxification, but also supporting actual cellular health because our cells on that very basic level need to be detoxifying and, and doing their processes properly and producing energy for us, right? So I'm going to skip down to the supplement section here and talk about specific nutrients that are used to support a mitochondria, that powerhouse um, function to efficiently help your cells detoxify and build energy for you. So acetyl-L-carnitine, ALA or alpha-lipoic acid, uh, vitamin C, coenzyme Q10, glutathione, uh, amino acids, uh, carnitine and acetylcysteine. I think I just said ALA already. Some of these I repeated. These are all things that your mitochondria need to function optimally and help you detoxify. We want to look at our diet. Obviously, if you are eating a crappy diet full of processed foods, we're going to have to really look at how we can shift that, right? More home cooking, more whole foods. I don't expect anyone to do a super restrictive detox diet or whatever, but more whole foods is key. 
right? And if you're sensitive to those glutamate foods I listed, you may want to consider reducing those foods. The one thing I will say in regards to diet is, not or two things, I guess, reducing sugar intake. So even if you're eating whole foods, and I fall into this myself sometimes, I'm doing my gluten-free baking with healthier options. It's still high, really high in sugar, guys. So you got to really keep an eye on that sugar intake. I always say to my clients about 25 grams of added sugar per day. Try to do no, no more than that because excess sugar is inflammatory. It's feeding the bad bacteria. It's just not a good scene, right? It's contributing to that higher blood sugar if you're not eating to balance it out. Really, really want to ma manage that excess sugar, even in its uh, natural state, okay? Now, I wouldn't go crazy on that and say, oh, I guess I have to cut down on fruit. Fruit sugar, um, you always want to have more vegetables than fruit, but I wouldn't say you need to cut out fruit to manage your sugar intake. I'm talking more about simple sugar, so baked goods and candies and treats, okay? Um, if you tolerate it, adding fermented foods in, really, really great for supporting detoxification and optimizing gut health. They are high in healthy um, bacteria, so probiotics, but also organic acids and enzymes that help you digest. So we're talking about kimchi and sauerkraut, pickles, yogurt, but making sure these are true ferments, they will be found in the fridge at the store, they will be cloudy on the bottom, and there will be no vinegar added to them. It'll simply be water, salt, and spices, cabbage, whatever those other ingredients are. Eating whole foods, watching your sugar, and um, reducing or eliminating gluten, unfortunately, guys. Um, when it comes to leaky gut, leaky brain, there is research that gliadin, one of the proteins in gluten, increases zonulin, which is a compound that causes leaky gut, okay? So really, really, if you're, if you're predisposed to this or you're struggling with some chronic health issues and you're not sure if you have leaky gut or leaky brain, might be something to try temporarily at least, is going gluten-free. Now, this in itself is a big, big change. So if you need support, do join my group and there's lots of resources for you in there. I'm always happy to answer questions because I want to make sure that when someone cuts out gluten, so that's anything that is wheat-based. So we're talking cereals, breads, crackers, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Anything that's made of wheat, flour, pasta. We want to make sure that you're also not going super low carb or keto, right? You need carbs, especially if you're exercising. Hopefully you're exercising. Um, so we want to make sure you're getting enough gluten-free carbs. So that would be things like rice, quinoa, oatmeal, uh, sweet potato, regular potato, parsnips, all the root veggies, squash, okay? And then fruits in order to obviously heal leaky gut and heal the leaky brain. Without gut healing... You can do all these other things. You can work on your mental health and exercise and take your, you know, antioxidant supplements and reduce alcohol and whatever else. But you're still going to be struggling with leaky gut, leaky brain if you're not healing the gut. So again, it's not a simple thing. We can't just pop a probiotic, unfortunately. It's way more complex than that. And everyone's situation is unique. So if you're on a medication, we have to look at, could that be impacting your leaky gut? especially things like painkillers, huge for leaky gut, um, Advil, over-the-counter painkillers. We have to look at um, your diet, right? Getting rid of those processed foods, eliminating things that you know you are sensitive to. If you have a known sensitivity to things like gluten or dairy or nuts or whatever it is for you, 
you have to avoid that. It's going to cause more and more inflammation and leaky gut. But on top of that, we have to use a very specific protocol to heal the gut lining and restore balance to the gut bacteria, the microbiome. So we do that by killing off the overgrowth or inflammatory microbes, replacing what's missing. So things like acids and enzymes and nutrients that you're low in, repairing the gut lining with specific supplements and dietary changes. And then the final step is rebuilding or restoring balance to the microbiome. And that's, yes, probiotics we use in that step, but we do also need to look at growing your own healthy bacteria. So that's where a variety of fibers and other changes are really, really crucial to have that balancing out of the microbiome. Hey, the holidays are fast approaching. I am super excited and I hope you are too. But I bet you're kind of worried that you're going to have a massive gut flare from eating a piece of pie or some cookies or something that you quote unquote shouldn't be eating with your gut symptoms. I get it. I've been there and it's so stressful because you just want to enjoy yourself and not have to stress about what you're going to eat or what the host is serving. So I put together this amazing uh, happy gut for the holidays guide that has my top tips for surviving holiday dinners without feeling bloated and uncomfortable and self-conscious and actually enjoying yourself. And it includes my top tips um, on like how to eat, what to do to navigate, you know, if you're low FODMAP or gluten-free. It includes amazing recipe guide of gut-friendly gluten-free cookies, some are nut-free, some are dairy-free, as well as simple meals for busy days. And it includes a supplement guide of specific supplements that I think everyone should have stashed in their purse um, to keep you feeling good. Things like digestive enzymes, my top pick for that, um, what to do or certain supplements to have on hand if you do get a gut flare to stop it in its tracks. So I put all of this together. It's a free guide. I'm so excited to share it with you. Head to the link in the show notes to grab it. And I can't wait for you to dive in. Are you doing enough throughout the day to balance your nervous system and shift it into that healing state? What can you do? Can you add three deep breaths before a meal? Can you do five minutes of meditation in the morning or before bed? Can you go for a 10 minute walk around the block at lunch? All of these little things add up and make a big, big difference when it comes to shifting that nervous system into a healing state and allowing the benefit of all these other changes like diet and supplements to actually work their magic. We want to look at reducing alcohol, obviously anything that is a toxin to the body. So medications, exposure to toxins like cigarette smoke or car fumes and things like that. And reducing alcohol in excess, even recent research is showing like one drink here and there is still toxic. It's a toxin on your body, especially on your gut and on your brain. Okay. So really look at reducing alcohol. There are many natural ways to help yourself unwind if you're stressed. So obviously we talked about things like meditation and deep breathing, but even things like a lemon balm tea before bed is really, really nice way to unwind. We want to look at supporting your mental wellness, right? Especially if you're someone who has had some trauma or if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, Yes, your gut and leaky gut can cause things like depression, anxiety, but having depression, anxiety also causes leaky gut and inflammation in the body. 
right? So it's kind of this vicious cycle. So until we get that dealt with, we're always going to be sending these inflammatory messages to the rest of the body. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Literally triggers the release of inflammatory molecules in your body. It's really crazy. I've read research on this, guys. This is not woo-woo. There is research on it. You're going to want to look at testing with a practitioner like myself. If you are, if your hormones are imbalanced, especially ladies, if you're low in progesterone, which is really, really common, you're going to want to get your hormones tested and get that sorted out. We want to test your liver function. Are you able to efficiently detoxify your blood sugar? Are you pre-diabetic? Do we need to rein that in? Uh, your gut bacteria, we can do stool tests like the GI map to figure out what exactly is off. Where is that inflammation coming from? Is it because you have too much bad guys, not enough good guys, or both? And we do a specific plan to balance that out. Inflammatory markers like CRP, uh, ANA, ESR, all of these things should be measured to see how high is your level of inflammation right now. And it's a good way to, you know, start a protocol with a practitioner, retest those inflammatory markers three to six months down the road and see the progress you're making. And then finally, things like uh, your vitamin D level and your B vitamin levels, really, really crucial, especially if you're someone whose absorption is compromised. And I meant to mention this earlier, but you can tell if your absorption is compromised by things like your stool. It is oily looking. When you flush, it sticks to the toilet bowl. You have to wipe a million times. Um, you have undigested food in your stool. Okay, all of these things are signs that you're not absorbing very well, especially if you are celiac, you have Crohn's or colitis or any other inflammatory bowel disease. And especially if you're taking a lot of medications. Um, guys, listen up. Antibiotics are not just, oh, I've killed my bacteria. Let's take a probiotic and now we're all fixed. Antibiotics are damaging your lining of your intestines and your gut and preventing you from absorbing your food, literally creating leaky gut, okay? So they're doing a lot of damage to the cells and actually creating leaky gut and causing absorption issues. So it's gonna be a long haul process. I think I read it takes at least six months or more for your gut to recover from one course of antibiotics. So trying to avoid that as much as you can. So let's talk about specific supplements that we can use to heal the gut, but also support detoxification and optimize um, brain function by repairing that leaky brain situation. Okay. So we already talked briefly about mitochondria. Remember that powerhouse of the cell and the things that they need to function optimally for you. Now let's dive into a little bit more on adrenals. So we talked about the role of stress and burnout, right? Adrenal fatigue really need to support those adrenals. Why? When inflammation is unchecked, that those inflammatory compounds are circulating throughout the body, including the brain. We're talking about cytokines and different things that are released in response to things like leaky gut, right? Like I said, you've got things leaking in your bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there. Your immune system is mounting an attack and releasing all kinds of inflammatory molecules. But, you know, in a healthy body, your adrenals say, oh, we've got too much inflammation here. Let's release some of these uh, natural corticosteroids that we produce 
to kind of put a lid on that inflammation. So if you think about it, if you ever had eczema and your doctor prescribed you a, a steroid cream, that's what it's doing. It's putting a lid on the inflammation. So here's the problem. If you're chronically depleted and burnt out, your adrenals can no longer pump out these steroid compounds, these glucocorticoids like cortisol that put a lid on inflammation, right? So cortisol is actually beneficial. We need that in certain amounts and certain times of the day to put a lid on that inflammation. So if you're super depleted and your adrenals are like, I can't keep up anymore, I'm tapping out, inflammation's running amok, right? So that's where we're using specific herbs and adrenal supplements like glandulars, things like licorice root, astragalus, ginseng, mushrooms, to put a lid on that inflammation, support the adrenals. And on top of that, not only are we putting a lid on inflammation, we're going to feel better. We're going to have more energy. Mood is going to be better. Brain focus is going to be better. Antioxidants and, and anti-inflammatory type supplements. So some of these uh, will directly support your mitochondria and functioning. Other ones go kind of throughout the body and, and that, do that scavenging of those free radicals. So free radicals are just really unstable molecules in the body that cause illness, inflammation, and disease. And aging, they speed up the aging process and we don't need that. So how can we neutralize them? By certain antioxidants. So we're talking things like rosemary, olive leaf, um, cat, catechins, I don't know if I say that right, from things like green tea, um, curcumin or turmeric, curries, fish oil. Um, what else we got? Resveratrol. So that comes from grapes and wine. Rosmarinic acid, which is from rosemary and, and other fresh herbs. Um, yeah, green tea, black tea, uh, lycopene from tomatoes, which is actually higher in, in cooked tomato products like tomato sauce. And then we're looking at um, blood sugar support and sleep support. And then I think we'll, we'll leave it there for today because we're getting kind of along in this episode. Blood sugar support. Um, for with blood sugar, if those of you, I should have kind of explained that earlier, but what blood sugar is, is everything we eat is eventually broken down into sugars that those mitochondria and our cells, they take in that sugar and they make energy for us. But if your blood sugar is chronically high and as it becomes, so sorry, let's back up. As we digest our food, it's broken down into sugars, but the rate at which it gets broken down into sugar to be used for energy depends on the food. So simple sugars like white bread or, or sweets are already sugars, right? They get absorbed very quickly and we get that quick energy boost. But if we eat them on their own, we're going to crash pretty shortly after that. But things like protein and fat are digested and absorbed much slower. So if you have your brownie with, uh, you know, some chicken and some veggies and some avocado, it's going to get absorbed much slower into your bloodstream. You'll get a slow, steady rise in blood sugar, and then it stays steady for several hours. And you're not going to get that crash, that brain fog, the cravings, all of that, right? And ladies, side note, if you're concerned about your weight and your metabolism, we got to keep that blood sugar steady all day long. So eating to balance blood sugar is really crucial. Eating regularly, eating your protein and your fat and your fiber with each meal and snack. But there's also um, nutrients that can support that. So there's things like bitter melon, uh, butyrate, which is a short chain fatty acid, which is a postbiotic made from your gut bacteria. So the gut bacteria take the fiber, they ferment it, they do their thing. And then afterwards, 
they um, create short-chain fatty acids. There's four types, including butyrate, that are used for the cellular health, so repairing your gut cells and healing leaky gut, but they also actually helps with things like blood sugar, brain inflammation, migraines, all of that, okay? Uh, chromium is also a really important mineral that's used for blood sugar balancing. That can be found in things like pumpkin seeds and uh, shellfish. Inositol is another one. It's a technically kind of in the B vitamin grouping. Um, it's eluding me right now what foods are high in that, but that's really crucial for blood sugar. And then fiber, as much fiber as you can get. So that is basically what we're looking at when it comes to gut healing, leaky gut impacting leaky brain, right? You're seeing that the same factors that cause leaky gut also cause leaky brain and very similar treatment as well. We want to detoxify. We want to support the gut microbiome. We want to optimize our nutrient levels. We need to get optimal sleep, balance our stress, support the adrenals with herbs, add things in like meditation and breath work to shift that nervous system into the healing state. Eat healthier, so less processed foods, less sugar, less alcohol, and more home-cooked whole foods. All of these things are going to allow you to start making progress in healing leaky gut in order to heal leaky brain. So if you're really struggling with migraines and chronic fatigue and aches and pains, brain fog, um, all kinds of these things, and you also have had chronic gut issues for quite a while, or you've been on you know, some of the medications we talked about today, or you've even just being chronically constipated, right? You're gonna want to work with a practitioner like myself, because as we've discovered today, it's a very complex situation, right? Basically, all systems of your body are involved here, and it's really not a DIY thing because it's so, so complex. And I shared a little bit about my journey and what happened when I tried to heal my gut bacteria on my own, right? It made me really sick, really depressed, really quickly. So highly recommend working with someone like myself who is experienced and uses a very science-based approach and personalized approach to each person to heal your gut and heal your brain. I hope you found this helpful and I really look forward to connecting with you inside my Facebook group, the Fix Your Gut Collective. I also have a free challenge coming up, really excited for that, April 12th to 14th, three-day challenge, the Bloat-Free Me Challenge, which is going to be, again, inside my Facebook group. But if you're not huge on Facebook, we will be sending the video replays um, through email. So every day will be a live video with myself. We're learning about um, what's causing bloating, how we heal it using that 4R protocol we talked about, but also some of the big reasons people get stuck with gut healing. So the three main ones being that nervous system dysregulation, digestive deficiencies, and now I'm alluding the final one, I think it's mental health. We're going to talk about some of the reasons you're getting stuck and how we have to look at your whole lifestyle and your mind-body connection to really get you on the path to healing. Um, my friend is actually going to be joining me for a live. There's three lives, so one per day, and she is a mindset and anxiety coach. So I'm really excited for her to join us on day three. And we're also going to be doing a giveaway. So at the end of the challenge, if you are participating in the challenge, you get entered to win lifetime access to my signature program, the Fix Your Gut Formula, which I recently revamped, value of $595 or more. 
a lot of people with leaky gut and leaky brain struggle with chronic headaches or migraines. And these people may also notice that I get a lot of weather headaches. So when the weather shifts and it's bad this time of year, as the seasons change from, from winter to spring here in Canada, um, we think it's the weather causing the headache really. Um, right. But really what's happening is the weather is the final straw. So you have so much inflammation going on in the body and the gut that's translating to inflammation in the brain that the weather is just the final straw, the tipping point of that layers of inflammation that cause you to develop a headache because there's already so much inflammation in the brain. So as we work on healing leaky gut, healing leaky brain and bringing down that overall inflammation in the body, you're going to be much less likely to get headaches in general, but also less likely to get um, pressure headaches from weather changes. So really good news because this is something that I have dealt with um, as part of my healing journey as well. And uh, there are other triggers for headaches and migraines, of course, like hormone imbalances. But we know that there is actually documented research showing the uh, connection between gut health and migraines and the inflammation factor. Now, one other thing here to uh, keep in mind, the irony of these situations is when we get a headache or migraine, we reach for a painkillers and painkillers actually cause leaky gut, right? Especially things like Advil, aspirin, Motrin, anything that's an NSAID, it's a group of painkillers that are anti-inflammatory, basically anything except Tylenol is very hard on the gut and actually contributes to leaky gut. So some people may notice that they can't even stomach things like Advil because it irritates their gut so much. And so really avoiding these as much as possible and trying to use other natural options to both help prevent and manage uh, headaches and migraines, even things like nasal sprays if it's a pressure headache. Um, so keeping in mind that your sinuses and your eyes, if you feel the pressure behind your eyes, your sinuses, your eyes, everything, it's all right up by your brain, right? So if you've got a lot of inflammation and swelling in the brain from leaky brain and leaky gut, of course your sinuses are going to be stuffy. Of course your eyes are going to be hurting. It's all connected. And so if you can use other alternative methods and try to avoid the painkillers, because we really don't want to worsen that leaky gut, that would be ideal. That being said, we do all need to take a painkiller here and there. And so when I work with people, I do help them um, by giving them very specific supplements to both manage inflammation and prevent these headaches. But also there are specific gut repair powders that help repair the gut after damage is done to it, such as from an antibiotic or um, anti-inflammatories like Advil and those other drugs. Another reason for chronic headaches and migraines, brain fog, mood changes, even things like cravings and sluggish metabolism, all the things that I help clients with can be tied to insufficient or poor quality sleep. If you're really struggling with your sleep, I highly recommend reaching out to a functional practitioner that can help you get to the root cause of why you can't sleep. Sometimes it's as simple as adjusting your lifestyle. So 
getting off the, the screens, the phones and whatnot before bed and doing something calming to shut off your mind. Adding more exercise to your day, making sure you don't have caffeine after, you know, 12 o'clock or two o'clock, depending how sensitive you are and what time you go to bed. Not eating too much sugar um, as a nighttime snack. Making sure your blood sugar is balanced throughout the night. So if you had a bunch of sugar before bed, you're going to crash in the middle of the night and wake up. Or if you didn't eat dinner because you were too tired and just went to bed, you're going to crash and wake up. The next thing would be, do you have any hormone imbalances that are contributing to sleep? Ladies, low progesterone is extremely common. And if you are low in that, um, especially as you near your period, you're going to have more painful, heavy periods, more headaches, more anxiety, and more sleep issues. So I highly recommend working with someone like a naturopath that is specialized in testing and treating hormone imbalances and getting that sorted out. Another thing might be, especially for those of you with depression, anxiety, or other mental health concerns, you may be low in serotonin. Serotonin is one of our happy hormones. And we have something called 5-HTP. So that's the building block of serotonin, which interestingly is produced by your gut bacteria. So that's the building block. It's made into serotonin, which is our happy hormone in the brain. It acts to, you know, make our brain function and, and our mood, but in the gut, it acts as a prokinetic. So it's a motility agent to keep things moving. However, serotonin actually converts to melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. So if you do not have enough serotonin, you're probably not going to make enough melatonin. And that is one of the main reasons why people with depression and anxiety don't get quality sleep. The other thing here too is something that I came across more recently, very, very interesting. Um, I haven't learned a ton about it yet, but I wanted to just bring it up briefly. And, and I do encourage you to look it up if you're interested. Something called the glymphatic system in the brain. So we know about the lymphatic system throughout the body that um, collects metabolic waste and help flush things through. It's where, you know, when we're sick and our glands are swollen and our throat, we get swollen glands because that's the lymph collecting there from all the white blood cells fighting the good fight. But we have this glymphatic system in our brain. It was only recently discovered. And it actually helps kind of flush the brain, flush any toxins and metabolites out of the brain and get, you know, lots of nutrients in there, get the proper blood flow and the oxygenation to the brain. And this actually happens while we are sleeping. So if you are, for some reason, just not sleeping enough because you're burning the candle at both ends, or you have sleep issues and you don't get a good quality sleep, your glymphatic system can't do its thing and you're going to wake up with brain fog, fatigue, low mood, and inflammation, and be, you know, a lot of the same symptoms as leaky brain, where it may not actually be leaky brain. I mean, it could potentially also be that because these things are connected, but you might have optimal gut health, health and have these same symptoms and think, what's going on? And so if your sleep is not great, it could be that you're not getting that glymphatic system flush at night, and that's why you're waking up feeling so crappy. I wanted to share a few treatment modalities that could be very helpful, both on your gut healing journey and um, leaky brain. So leaky gut or leaky brain. These treatments are part of what I have been using on my healing journey. And there's a lot of research of their efficacy. Um, however, I will say that I couldn't find specific research showing it helps specifically for leaky brain. But 
We know that a lot of these um, treatments are used for things like concussion recovery and brain damage, um, sometimes migraines, depression. So if it's going to help those conditions, which are inflammatory brain conditions, then I would assume, this is my assuming that it would help leaky brain as well. So some of the things you could try. Chiropractic would be one of my first choices. I'm biased because my boyfriend is a chiropractor. But if you do not have proper nerve supply and blood flow and everything and oxygen getting to your brain because something is pinched in your, um, what do you call it, cervical spine in your neck there, you're not going to be having optimal brain function or um, you're not going to be able to get the inflammation down in your brain. And a lot of people find both myself and a lot of people that have worked with my um, my boyfriend as a chiropractor, that their headaches and migraines go down quite a bit with regular chiropractic treatments. Um, even if it's literally just, you know, an impinged nerve, if your vertebrae are out and it's impinging a nerve, that's going to send pain signals to the brain. But the underlying reasoning here is that when things are all aligned, you're getting proper nerve signaling and proper oxygenation and everything to the brain. Second thing would be, um, another treatment modality that has been really crucial in my healing journey. And especially after, um, dealing with COVID and a lot of, um, you know, excessive migraines, headaches, brain fog, long-term lingering inflammation throughout my body and brain. Um, I started seeing, well, I had been seeing my acupuncturist for quite a while, and she also does cold laser therapy. And her name is Tracy Rowan at Portland Acupuncture here in Kitchener. And she explained to me that she'd had several patients or clients um, that had things like seizures. One of them had a traumatic brain injury and that there was actually research out there showing that cold laser or low level laser therapy, you know, when placed on the head or at the back of the neck there can actually help with these issues. And so we thought, why not try it on me, right? If it's going to help with those other brain issues, it's definitely probably going to help with brain fog, um, headaches and things like that. And sure enough, it did. I won't go into too much detail, but I do want to share as a sidebar that she also used that same laser treatment on my gut. And that has been really, really effective for my gut healing as well. You can read more about low-level laser therapy or cold uh, cold laser therapy. Um, it's really non-invasive. It's totally, you don't even really feel anything, um, but she does do some acupuncture points and massage while the laser is on. So each practitioner is a little different and there's different settings of the machine depending on what she's treating. But I did find that very, very helpful. And there is a lot of research that can help lower brain inflammation. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Hey, if you have 30 seconds to spare, if you could leave me a rating and review in your podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps women just like you discover my podcast and start their own healing journey. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.